Sometimes I have too many beers, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Working out, automatic. Blacking out, automatic. Catholic all-girls schools, automatic. Still is. It's the Litigation God Podcast. All right, everyone. I know you've missed us and we've missed you too. We are back for episode four of the Litigation God Podcast. And we got some exciting news. We expanded and we now have a third member, Sam. Hey, y'all. Good to meet you. Good to meet everyone. We uh, recruited Sam because Sam was, uh, he was submitting the greatest memes and we saw him submitting them to attorney problems. We were like, no, this cannot happen. We need this guy on our team today. So we offered him a position and here he is. He's part of the team. We just yeah. we just poached the number one free agent yes. off the meme market. So percent. <laughs> Our fantasy team is strong. So Sam, please introduce yourself for everybody that doesn't know you. Hey y'all. So uh, my name's Sam. I'm a I'm a recovering big law attorney. Uh, <laughs> I was I was in a, a big law firm here in New York for a bit, uh, and then I I took off to venture capital. Uh, couldn't have made a better choice. But now. Uh, I get to make memes about my former profession, and the good news is, is in the short time that I was at my law firm, I got a lot of content, an incredible amount of content. Uh, so I have jokes for years, uh, and I've been using that as my inspiration as well as the, the lives of my friends who are still in big law uh, as my inspiration for all the things I make. I heard on the side that um, you're a Yelper, right? You've got some famous oh, Yelp reviews under your belt. So- yeah, that was actually one of my, my first things that I did. I was actually currently at the law firm that I was at when that happened. Uh, that was actually a pretty funny story. I thought I was going to get fired for those. So what I did <laughs> <laughs> what I did is I reviewed a bunch of law firms like they were restaurants um, and above the law saw it. So I posted the reviews in this group called Law School Memes for Edgy T14s, which is like the OG law school meme page I, I i remember i was added when it was like 500 people what, uh, year, was made, what year was that ah oh, shoot it must have been like 2017 2018 so we were already uh, graduated from law school because I, I don't remember that at all yeah so i was i was currently in law school and it was started by a bunch of berkeley kids i just so happened to be working with one that summer uh who added me to the group and that that's where it all started so i posted it in that group uh i guess it caught the attention of an above the law writer um, and they wrote an article on the Yelp reviews, uh, which was hilarious. And, and the joke there was that my name wasn't like officially in there. Like it was Samuel, you know, last name, like first letter of my last name and my picture. Uh, and I was like, that could be any, you know, <laughs> that could be anyone. <laughs> it's clearly me. Did anybody uh, recognize but, you? Yes. A lot of people did recognize me. Uh, and it wasn't like I was trying to hide it. I posted it everywhere because I thought it was really funny. And then in retrospect, I was like, that was probably a pretty bad idea because I was still <laughs> at my law firm. Um, and that same day when it came out and above the law, and I got a lot of people reaching out to me like, you know, either that was, was funny or like, you know, write a, a review about my law firm next or, or whatever. And uh, I got a call from the managing partner of the, of the firm. So it turns out that my number for my office was one digit away from the health desk um and i didn't know uh and this this guy answers the phone and i was like oh my god like the the head guy is calling me and i was like freaking out i was like oh no i'm about to get fired for those 
dumb Yelp review things. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was like, you know, I think it was like one month into the job. Uh, and then, no, he, he just called the wrong number. I thought I was getting fired, though. That was a pretty interesting time. So did anybody at your firm ever, like, raise it to you or discuss it with you? Uh, so I told a few people that it was me, even though, obviously, it was me. Um, but no, (laughs) I mean, mean, all they had to do is know my first name and what my face looks like and they could 100% confirm that it was me. Uh, yeah, uh, a few people at my law firm saw it without me telling them about it, uh, which was funny and, uh, it it was a good time. I, I feel like, uh, I got a lot of good jokes in before I left. Uh, with the last joke, of course, being myself as I left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see if at your firm, has anybody known that it's you? Other than like your people they told? Um, yeah, actually, at um, at our holiday party last year, I overheard um, a partner who was like younger and like pretty chill um, talking to someone else, like just schooling him on like what meme accounts to follow. And so um, he mentioned attorney <laughs> problems, and then he dropped us. And I was like, "Listen, I don't care what happens. Like, I need to, I need to jump in because this is, this is like the the highlight of 2019 for me." So I just jumped in, like, proved that it was me, and it was great because, like, he almost got into like starstruck mode because it was like, "Oh my god!" Like, half of litigation guide is here, blah blah blah. And, like, for, <laughs> Maybe five seconds in my life, I actually felt important. It was great. That's just what five you, seconds there. Yeah, um, just just those five. So at my firm, I only told like close people because like there people there aren't very like fun. So I don't think people would have taken it take, like taken it well. So I didn't tell anybody. But then one time, I posted a story of like something someone had pranked me and they had put cockroaches like all over my office and toy soldiers. Like I couldn't even walk into my office and somebody recognized my office and was like, hey, do you, do you run litigation on it? I was like, yeah. And then like everybody knew and it was like a thing, but whatever. I was about to leave anyway, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say that in 2020, running a meme page is actually more respectable than being an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. If, if any, any of the listeners feel differently, feel free to DM us. You, you know what's funny the other day like someone one of my friends that's not a lawyer that follows the account was like if you hate being a lawyer so much like why don't you just stop i was like okay first of all i don't really hate it that much especially now that i'm working on the plaintiff side like i actually like enjoy it way more and second of all it's not as easy as you think i'm like you know head over heels in, in debt and like i can't just quit the job you know what i mean well, yeah, because we don't have any other skills, right? Like See, our, our speak skills for yourself. are being annoying and See, OCD. Speak for yourself, man. I make some mad chick, mad good chicken. You made some what? Really good chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> are we, we going to open a food truck? Is that our yeah? Is that our backup plan? One hundred percent. I mean, I, I was able to, to jump to the VC side, but the, the only reason that I was really able to do that is because I had been working for the guy during law school. So for, for quite a bit of time before I was, I was a lawyer um, officially. And so that, that was the only reason I was able to do that. But So pretty grateful that that happened. Was that your plan <laughs> all along or was that kind of like... <laughs> I mean, uh, it, was, it was my hope all along, if that makes any sense. You know, like there, there was no like official thing but you know when i i realized it was on the table i jumped for it immediately uh, you know, so the, <laughs> yeah, right. it's kind of like you know like i wasn't going to stick around any longer 
And I, the, you know, I, I had told some people before I was going to leave the firm. So I, was, I wasn't at my firm for very long. I think roughly five months. Wow. Right? Wait, only yeah, five months? Wow. Five months, yeah. No, I, I, I left. I mean, and it wasn't, you know, like, uh, like, you know, I had planned to be there for only five months. I had planned to be there for, you know, like, I think most people stay for like two years. And that was kind of my idea of how long I would stay. Um, but what happened, so the, the fund I'm at right now is an incredible fund. It's an incredible opportunity. Uh, I had been working for the guy in law school and he, I guess at some point while I was at my firm mentioned to me like, Hey, um, I have the spot. Do you want to come back? Yes or no. You'd be the second man on this team. Uh, where we just finished raising our second fund and I, uh, said yes, 100% I'm in. And I just, I left as soon as I could. And that was kind of my, my dream, you know, to, to go back into VC. Um, I didn't know when it was going to happen, though. I just assumed it would take those two years, um, and it just came up, and I I didn't pass it up. Too good for you, man. And yeah. Sam, your your uh, last day at the firm was memorable, right? Yes, it As absolutely was. So, this is, I mean, I can't give a ton of details, uh, but what I can say is I was I was walked out. Um, of the of the office, I had to clean out my stuff. It was a little bit jarring, um, and they walked me through the cafeteria. So I'm from I'm from the U.S. Mexico border. I speak Spanish, and I I had gotten really close with the cafeteria workers because they're from Mexico. Um, and I, I, I this is true. I would eat lunch with them most days uh, because they, they would come out. They were like my best friends at the law firm. You know, like they were like they still text me. Like I'm gonna meet up with one of the guys. Uh, so he, uh, I yelled at them in Spanish that I was getting fired uh, or like you know getting walked out or what have you. Right? I just kind of had the shorthand that I, they were forcing my hand to go, um, and they were like they yelled back. Hey, meet us for for beers at three, and I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I met the whole lunch crew, and we we like had an amazing time. Uh, but yeah, that that same day, I called the fund, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, this this is how this all shook out, and uh, would really be great if I could start on Monday. And <laughs> the general partner just laughed and was like, yeah, dude, of course. Uh, that's that's how that worked. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I always tell my friends that are like worried about like, or like they're stressing out or like about to have a heart attack. I'm like, listen, if that firm wanted to fire you, they'd fire you in a second. They wouldn't think twice about it. And like, that's, that's real life. You know, you have to take care of yourself first. I tell all to my friends. Uh, that, that is a hundred percent true. And I could definitely vouch for that. As soon as they want you gone, they will, they will make they you gone. Shit. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. For sure. They don't care. And I mean, it's, it's nothing about the firm I was at. They were actually... So for the most part, very wonderful people, and they were great, and I like appreciated the opportunity. <laughs> Bullshit. Stuff, but, <laughs> but you know, but you know, a firm, a firm is a, it, it's a company just like any other, and they they they're there to make money and serve their clients, and like you know, they don't really care about that. You know, <laughs> they don't care about losing some people on a, on a firing or something. No, one hundred percent. So, have you since um, given your? firm a another Yelp review since you nope. were walked out no no I have not I have not but uh I mean who knows I mean maybe in the future the, the thing is is that they don't have anything that would make it a, an interesting Yelp review if that makes any sense <laughs> the only interesting part was me and I left so 
<laughs> yeah, I was, I was clearly carrying the weight of the funniness at the firm, and then they kicked me out, and then, you know, that was all gone for them. That was all sideways. Uh, but, yeah, it was an interesting time. But, yeah, that, was, that whole event happened as soon as I put in my, my two weeks notice. So that was, uh, you know, I had already been planning to go. I guess now I just started my new job two weeks earlier than I thought I would. Did you do transactional for those five months or litigation? I was a transactional attorney for those those five months. Not even a litigator. Wow. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> we hired the wrong man. <laughs> oh no! Did you in the in the build up to uh, your exit? Did you at least snag like some office supplies just for the hell of it? I mean, I could have, I guess, but to he, be honest, with he you, will neither admit nor deny. <laughs> on the record. Oh, right, right. <laughs> no, gonna... You don't have to answer to, like, the licensing board anymore. It's, look, it's look right. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give any affirmative or negative yes. answers, but they're definitely <laughs> light a few coffee mugs. <laughs> if they're any... keeping track, they would know. <laughs> One of our most recent posts, uh, where we're talking about partnerisms, the ones where it's like dropping lines that partners would drop. That had some real good comments. <laughs> people were pretty great good. Great comments. Yeah, that was really funny. Just some people, I mean, sounds like we have a quorum, so I'll go ahead and kick this call off. Like I heard that one a thousand times. <laughs> let's. let's <laughs> this <laughs> Sam, you date a lawyer, right? Or yeah, your girlfriend's a lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah, girlfriend's yeah. a lawyer. So she understands those things. My girlfriend's she not a lawyer, it. so she does not. And every time I try to talk to her like that, she's like, Miguel, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I'll be out of pocket. Can you be on this call? I echo that. Classic. <laughs> Just classic stuff. 100%. I tried dating a lawyer one time, but it did. It was t too rough. <laughs> she, she, yeah. I think the, the reason it works for me is because I acknowledge that she's better at being a lawyer, 100%. That's not an argument, you know, so. Well, she's no, made it longer than you have, so. <laughs> 100%, yeah, by, by like a full, honestly, by like a full 100% at this point, right? I was yeah. For like five months, she's been there for much longer. 100%. <laughs> it also helps that you just left the industry, too, so you're not, you know, slogging the same hours, like it helps when you have two different schedules and you have other things to talk about instead of just work all the time right yeah and it helps that i understand what she does so like you know it's yeah. not just like she's telling me some foreign thing and i understand having to like work till 11 i get it <laughs> yeah it's fine so yeah recently a lot of the bars have been either suspended i don't know if you guys heard about florida but they've like did a complete 360 one second they, they said they was going to do an online exam two days before the exam was going to happen they're like nope we're uh postponing it for another month. I can't imagine going through that. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, when I was, I remember days before I was uh, scheduled to take the bar, I was, I think that was the most religious I've been in, in years. <laughs> I, was, I was so worried, you know, because you don't know how the curve's gonna shake out. And I was like, not super far ahead of like passing it. I don't, I don't remember what my score was exactly. It like, according to like their markers, I was going to be very firmly okay. And like, you know, I was definitely going to pass, but I was like- Did you take Barbary or, or what Barb? No, was? actually I was a Kaplan rep, which oh, is already, wow. which is like literally uh -oh. the Bloomberg law. It's like the Bloomberg law of, of, <laughs> of yeah. bar courses. I feel, no, I feel uh, like Kaplan is like Lexus and then Themis is like Bloomberg law. 
Really? I would say some Yo, people are like. Themis pe- actually has real questions. So shout out to the the Themis people, but Kaplan is just bad news. Asif, did you do Themis? <laughs> no, I, I, dude, I, Barbary. It was so overrated. Like I, I can't believe. Like, Bro, we got freer. What else do you want? No, but like they didn't have real questions. They had their own made up shit. Like looking back, like Themis actually made sense. I just have they, one question they, for you. Did you pass? <laughs> yeah, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I could have just found a new career earlier. But uh, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, the Barbary folks. I remember when I walked out of the bar because they were like, "Wow." You know, the other two courses, Kaplan and Themis, were like, you know, the, that was pretty on par with what we did in the courses. And I, I agreed with that. The Barbary folks looked like they had just gotten shell-shocked. They were like, what did, we just, <laughs> what did we just walk into? That was way harder than, like, any course we've ever taken. So I thought that was actually super interesting. Uh, that I, I guess Barbary doesn't – I mean, I don't know, really. Do they use, like, real questions? I have no idea. Well, like as he was saying, they don't. And the cool thing they do, I think it's cool, is that the practice test is way harder than the actual bar. So it kind of like shocks you. You're like, holy shit, I'm going to fail. So like you put in extra work the, the two weeks going into the bar. I don't know if you if you had that experience to see, but I did. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the experience I had, but like too close to the bar, if that makes sense. Like I, I had that experience of like, oh my God, I, I may not actually pass. And I was like, oh no. Uh, but that ended up being, you know, Fortunately, far from the truth. Right. Which is good. No. I mean, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I basically got a perfect score. No big deal. I'm just kidding. I didn't. I didn't. Well, for anyone that <laughs> did not get a perfect now. score, not I, even close. <laughs> I would say I was following Barbary for like maybe the beginning two thirds, and even then, like not that close. I, I think Miguel and I went out quite a bit during bar prep. More not than only quite a bit every weekend, and everybody was like, "Oh, they're gonna fail." Didn't fail. But what actually, like, I think saved me was the last three weeks. I went into lockdown mode and I stopped Barbary and I actually started using Adaptabar. Shout out to Adaptabar if you're listening. Please hit us up, sponsored. But like, they have like an AI system where, like, you know, as you take the questions, like, it figures out what your weaknesses are. How, how dumb you so, are. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> he needs to learn everything. But I, I credit Adaptabar 100% for, for me passing. So um, if, if anyone's on, on, you know, feeling a little uneasy and you have the extra cash, I would definitely recommend signing up for it. 100%. You, you know what's funny when you're taking the bar it's like you think it's like the end of the world and like life is so hard but I would give I would do any day I would redo that any day to like instead of working every day oh yeah I, you have your own schedule right you just yeah. wake up do what you need to do study you don't have to respond to fucking emails right or voicemails there's no the accountability is just basically like on yourself 100% yeah I remember when I was studying for it, I was actually studying in Austin, which is both a good and a bad place to study because it was there was a lot of distractions around, but at the same time it was also, you know, a happy environment. You know, it's like happiest city in America four years in a row, looking to make it five. I don't know. Uh, if you, I don't know if you knew this, Sam, but uh, Steve Asif's bachelor party was in Austin. Like it was last year exactly, one year ago. It was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, Austin's it was a great city. Great time. I can't remember a lot of it, but it was what I remember is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I went to undergrad there. Great place to to be young. Great place to be any age, really. 
And uh, yeah, I studied there, and it was. Uh, it, I went between points of like, uh, I could go out tonight, and no worries. To like, oh my god, I really messed up. And th- those are almost like back to back, like a like a bipolar studying. <laughs> that was what what Asif and I did. We literally like would go out, and then Monday morning we'd be like, oh my god, we're gonna fail. So we'd work hard all week, and then we'd be like, oh my god, we've worked too hard. So that's part. <laughs> we worked too hard. We gotta go out again. Yeah. <laughs> like Miguel, it's Tuesday. Yeah, and we were in Atlanta, which is also so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Asif, do you remember that story about one of our good friends from law school and your bachelor party? He uh, woke up and fell asleep in the airport and he missed his flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sam, um, because my my bachelor party last year was like right around Halloween time, I like insisted on costumes, right? And uh, uh-huh. Game of Thrones had ended that year. So I basically had like a spandex like unitard and I was uh, I was Cersei and I made all the other guys like get uh, non-costumes. So we did that like walk of shame where they'd like walk around with bells just screaming shame as I walked around the streets of Austin. But you gotta, you gotta remember uh, his, his, what he was wearing is skin color. So he looked like he was in the nude. Just walking oh around Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm never running for office. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I, I actually have never seen Game of Thrones, so I literally wow. have no idea what you're talking about. Another red flag, Asif. <laughs> A transactional guy that hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Jesus. Oof. Yeah. Dude, I, dude, I didn't have time, man. I was pushing all this paper. Get out of here. You had time to <laughs> do Yelp reviews on fucking you, law uh, firms, but you couldn't watch Game of Thrones? Uh, Get out of here. So well, actually, yeah, you just start the timer, and then like eight hours later, it's like due diligence for deal. The end, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I I remember of all the firms that I I Yelp reviewed, I had some friends at some of them won't name them who were who like didn't really take it well, which was kind of interesting because it was clearly a joke. Um, but the people who took it the best, by far and away, were Vincent and Elkins. Those guys know how to take a joke in stride. And they like, I had friends from there who told me that it was being emailed around and everyone thought it was so funny and like they were showing it to like Summers. And I was like, that's great. You know, that's, that's what it was meant for because clearly it's a joke. Like, I didn't think that this law firm was a restaurant. Dude, the law is so dry and serious. <laughs> if you can't joke, like just go ahead and dig your grave and die now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally tried to put it, even in my pleadings, I'll drop a footnote and try to make it funny. I know nobody's gonna ever read the footnote, but in case they do, I wanna make them laugh a tiny bit. That, that makes my day. Oh, so I actually, there was a meme that went up uh, it wasn't a meme, it was actually just a story of something that really happened to me at my old law firm. Because uh, I, I loved to, you know, partake in jokes from time to time. And I thought it would be funny <laughs> if when the senior associate, or you know, the, the guy that would check in on me from time to time came in and he- <laughs> The guy he that asked, would check in on you. <laughs> <laughs> basically to make sure that my- My babysitter. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like, hey, is that, is that clock still running? Uh, he, <laughs> he would come in and he would ask, you know, like, hey, like, how's it going? You know, he's a nice guy. Um, and I thought it would be funny to say, my office may as well be made out of peppercorn because I'm always grinding in here. 
<laughs> and he looked at me super blankly, didn't like move or like even indicate that he had heard or like registered that I had made a joke. And I was like kind of like sitting there with my arms open, like smiling, looking at him like, come on and nothing. And he just walked out and went back to his day. Like, and I was like, oh my God. That's that like, was yeah. That's like most people in law firms, though. Yeah, I, I think that that quote or that that story. I ended it with the quote, but that's just showbiz, that's baby. Showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I when I when I file any pleading, I know really nobody's is. gonna read it, but it's like that's showbiz, babe. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. It's well, yeah, maybe I mean, the, maybe somebody. You know who's never gonna it. read it? It's the judge, right? That drives me crazy, <laughs> especially in state court. In federal court, like you know, sometimes they decide, you know motions on pleadings but like in state court nobody reads my motions so just to, to go back to the bar exam so now um because you know of COVID delays there's a lot of discussion now about whether the bar exam is actually needed in the first place and uh there's been some rumblings i don't know if any states implemented it but about going into like a, an apprentice program for a year until the students can sit for the bar. Um, so what's what's everyone's take on should the bar exam continue to exist? Should it be modified, et cetera? I, I think law school needs to change. I think the third year of law school, you must do an internship. Like that's when you should decide. You're going transactional litigation and then you do like a six month or, or you should do six month litigation, six month transactional, but at least you get like experience. Because when you graduate law school, you start at a firm and you know what the fuck you're doing. Um, and then more than that, you've studied for the bar it's like a closed book exam but like i'm whenever i need to you know find a question i just google it and i get the answer in two seconds so i think the bar exam is pretty much a joke uh i think uh this like apprenticeship model for right now is is certainly something that needs to happen because i mean pushing back the bar exam three days before you take it or changing it up on these folks like this is a really insane time to study for the bar or when you're studying for the bar it's a crazy time like i can't imagine the added stress of not knowing if you're actually going to take the exam like i don't know how like a lot of these folks just aren't throwing up their hands and just like you know like i, I would be i'd be losing my mind so Dude, I what, feel if, like, what if you run out of problems to do <laughs> you're just like i've done all the mbe questions i have no more <laughs> i've done all the mbe questions that i'm still like not in a good range uh <laughs> yeah right i've, I've got them out. all wrong <laughs> that, that's what wasn't the, there's there's a kid in our class who like always overshared on Facebook and then he had a post about like he did like 1500 MBE questions or some shit like he had like a breakdown like of like all the crap that and he then he failed and he failed yeah <laughs> and no. then he failed oh yeah it was no it was like not to be an asshole but I kind of enjoyed the fact that he failed because dude it was it was like the DC bar too which I, I don't think is like. So you be difficult ones, right? Like California, like Texas, those are like the two harder ones, right? Do, yeah. do y'all remember last year when California accidentally released the essay topics? Oh that yes. was like yeah. that was the most insane thing. I, I'll never forget it. Uh, because a lot of people dropped out of that exam and I feel like I had some friends who were taking the California bar and I if I was a California bar taker, I would Gosh, I, I don't I don't even know what I'd do. I would lose my mind. I'd be like, this is... You know like, the funny part is that at our law school, that happened like three times. I don't know, Asif, if you were in one of the classes. We had, I had in Crimpro, 
the professor used the same exam he had used like 10 years ago and it was still online. So like half of the class had seen it and half of the class had like an A plus and the rest of the class like failed. And it happened in, <laughs> happened in another um, in evidence. By the way, that professor was the le- was part of the legal team for Trump's impeachment defending Trump, which obviously like, he, and he literally used a, tr- a treatise or not a treatise, but like a supplement which had all the questions he literally copied and pasted the questions so again half of the class had all the answers crazy uh, you know actually something that may be really funny to talk about is when we posted that one picture or the meme about having a constitutional right to not wear a mask oh, and then like the comments d- devolved into like this con law thing oh my god that was <laughs> unbelievable and that like- was unbelievable and then you, and then who was it? Was it Miguel? Yeah, I, mean, I, I have issues. Sides I have I issues. Like, Come on, man! Like, <laughs> I have I have really bad issues where I. I, I was yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, dude, these are like blue booked. <laughs> like, <"Come on." laughs> dude, I, I I actually like I'm a nerd, so I like really like the law and like I research this shit just for my own like entertainment, <laughs> which is weird. I know, trust me, it's weird. But it's COVID season, so like I don't have much else to do other than like, you know fucking clean my floors and take out the garbage. But literally, that's that's all I do during COVID. I take out the garbage like three times a day. I don't. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if you guys do. Do you guys not do the so same what do thing? Like to do for fun. Uh, what? I, I clean my floors, take out the garbage, and uh, blue book citations for uh, yeah. case links that I post in an Instagram comment that people can't pull up anyways. Right. But let's get <laughs> let's back let's get back to that topic. That like I'm not gonna name any names, but like there was attorneys that just don't know the law and like are just like adamant about their position because it just feels right like what yeah I mean, that's i mean that's state court litigation though right it's not necessarily about having <laughs> the most so true. it's not it's not about having the most intellectual argument or having on point case law it's just talking like really loudly right and then just overpowering the other side that's what it comes down to or being friends with the judge or looking good yeah exactly yeah, I, I just, that was so funny seeing all those comments and people were getting, I feel like the, you know, the people that thought you did have a right to not wear a mask, there was a, a common theme amongst them and in, in that they were like, you know, this feels right, you're right, like that's what like their kind of whole argument All they was said was the strict side. scrutiny, that's literally all, they, strict scrutiny, like what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Like literally, the Supreme Court applied strict scrutiny in the cases I cited, and they said that it was fine to literally give people vaccines, like force people to have vaccines. And you're telling me you can't force people to wear a mask? Get out of here. Yeah, and then I I commented something as a joke. I said it's in the Second Amendment, don't you know? It says you don't have to wear a mask because it makes your face all sweaty. In like quotes, <laughs> and like <laughs> like I'm not sure if that like confused people. Uh, but there were some mixed reviews, messages, comments <laughs> on that, and I'm not sure if people think I'm serious or not. But clearly, that's not a quote from the Constitution. Uh, it's Thomas Jefferson, one hundred percent. Yeah, Come on. In case you're wondering, uh, it was actually. I think it was the Federalist Papers, I believe. Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was citing. What was the one before? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. It's slipping my mind right now. The. The Articles of... A, confe- a confederation? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was in that. Yeah, I thought it was the Constitution. 
<laughs> yeah. I've so, I mean, do either of you was, know of any pending litigation that is taking place regarding the right to wear or refuse? Yes, a there's actually. So I live in Broward County, which is very close to Palm Beach County. And in Palm Beach County, there was actually videos of this because they had an, um, like a commissioner, a city commissioner meeting. And there was a bunch of people saying like one lady was like, I don't wear um, underpants or panties or whatever i shouldn't have to wear a mask i'm like oh no yeah great argument lady but anyway they one of these people sued the city because the city has an ordinance where you have to wear a mask or you'll be fine which is the other thing right you can't like they're not forcing you they're just finding you for not doing it so there's like like a difference with that as well but they sued the city and the judge threw it out right away it was like like they sued for a tro and it literally the judge was like this is a joke go goodbye and i think they're appealing but probably not going to get certified or they're going to deny it honestly like controversial take like if you unless you like live in new york you have no right to complain about wearing a mask because everywhere else you can just hop in your car and drive like new york you have to wear the thing the entire time like it starts hurting your ears or whatever but like that's the only place you have to the rest of the time you're driving what like sorry tucker that you have to spend 20 minutes in costco with like your mask on like fucking get over it right <laughs> tucker <laughs> you have to go to dick's sporting goods i i know you're referring to tucker carlson <laughs> <laughs> that's why you said tucker <laughs> and, and, anyway <laughs> but yeah no I, I think it's crazy i think it all stems from people believe, like not believing that covid is a real thing so they're like oh well i'm gonna make this argument so i don't have to wear a mask because i'm not really afraid of it which is obviously crazy but and it's not even yeah, a political I mean, thing it's not even a political thing that's the thing i i think what what's really worrisome is that like the trend of places becoming hotspots is almost like right after people are like there's no problem you know everything's good I don't need to wear a mask clearly no one's sick and then like you know two weeks later it happens they're like well that had nothing to do with the mask thing and it's like the incubation period is two weeks right (laughs) and what people don't people don't understand it's like COVID itself is like yeah it's dangerous but it's not like as dangerous as when the hospital fills up and there's no health care for the people that are sick so that's the issue that people can't understand because all they think about is one dimensional Facebook post from his, from their uncle saying that COVID like is no less worrisome than the flu they got last year. Drives me crazy. You know what drives me crazy? Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, why, why do people believe screenshots of like random things that have information on them more than like articles from the CDC? You know what I'm talking about? Like someone will screenshot like the notes app in their phone and it'll say something crazy like Joe Biden gave everyone COVID or Bill, Bill Gates. <laughs> no, Soros. Bill Gates. It was George yeah. Soros and it Bill was, Gates. Yep. Yeah, it was George Soros. It's a joint venture. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like the liberals are doing this while also on their way to get an abortion uh, and, and cross a bunch of people over to vote illegally. Uh, like, and then like, <laughs> and like, and that's like the screenshot and they're like sharing it. It has like 80,000 shares but the cdc link has like five shares and no one even reads it and i was like you know the person sharing this is like clearly not like a scientist a doctor uh but like the cdc it's the cdc like why are you why are we like you know reading this like random poorly written it's almost like a russian bot made this like it looks so stupid and like clearly 
incorrect. And it's like, I, I don't know what's going on. Why do so many people spread those around, believe those, as opposed to like the CDC articles? But it's the same thing with the law, right? Like how many times have you heard people spew out things about the law that are complete bullshit, right? Like the same thing with the masks. Like there's people like literally pull out a card that says, because, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, right? Because of HIPAA, I don't have to tell you, I don't have to show you, I don't have to wear a mask and I don't have to tell you why. Like what? And doesn't what? it like reference or like have the logo of like a federal agency that doesn't exist? Yes, 100%. Okay. Oh, oh, come on. And I want- like your, your Dairy Queen Blizzard of the Month Club actually means more than, than that card. I didn't know that was a thing, Asif, but I'm 100% yeah, sure that you know that that's, 100%, that, that's right. Um, Shout out to Dairy Queen if you want to sponsor us. Um, that s'mores blizzard hits the spot this summer. All right. I, I actually do know about the the Dairy Queen like blizzard. Let's go. Yeah. No. I used to be three hundred pounds. No. No. Are you pounds. serious? I did. Yeah. I used to be three hundred pounds. And I lost hundred pounds before I went to to undergrad. Wow. Which was a great time to lose it. Yes. As far as like you know, you could start over again. How tall are you, Sam? I'm six two. Oh wow, you big guy. Yeah. You play football. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a right guard for my high school team. Nice. Uh, no college. No college. No way. I was, I was I was definitely not big enough or like that strong enough to like play at a college that was you know any amount of decent. So yeah, it was I had to I had to be smart or else <laughs> my football skills weren't gonna take me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was uh is it, it was it was more about reading and such. So that was good. So how did you lose the weight? Was it just like crazy workouts that summer? So so now people call it keto. At the time, it was actually mm -hmm. a really oh, intense nice. version of the Atkins diet. I went, I did it for like nine months-ish. And over those nine months, I lost most, like 90 of the 100 pounds. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And like, he, I don't even have like stretchy skin. I, I lost it at such a young age. I feel like I, I was able to bounce back pretty quick, which was good. Did you keep it uh, off during uh, law school? Because a lot of people in yeah. law school. Wow. No, I made it my first priority at Harvard. That was like that was the number one thing I did. I was I was never going to like go more than a day without working out or two days. Uh, Speaking of it, Harvard, so we went to Harvard of the South. You went to Harvard of the North. <laughs> and also known as Harvard. You went to the Emory. Of the North. <laughs> I went to the Emory. Yeah, you went to, um, so what what is it like? Is it is it like what are the people that are like mostly like relatable people or mostly just like people that are like super weird and you can't really relate to? So I, I don't know, it's, depending on who you talk to, you'll get many different versions of, of Harvard Law School. I, I actually loved it. I loved it. I loved the people and I'm not like, you know, the most studious, like law focused person. Um, but I loved every, like most, basically the overwhelming majority of people I met there were like, I feel like I'm great friends with. Uh, Everyone was super nice. Everyone was super helpful. I mean, there was the occasional oddball here or there, but for the most part, I, I really loved everyone I went to school with. And I had oh. such, I had like a, like, when I describe how much fun I had, uh, it makes it hard to believe that I was like at a law school that people think is so cutthroat. It, it's, it actually wasn't that way. People you guys don't have grades, helpful. right? It's just pass fail. Yeah, yeah. it's a filtering yeah. process. You already made it. Yeah, once you like make it in, you're good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, so there's not like official grades. It's not like A, B, C, D. It's uh, high pass, pass, low pass, uh, and fail. And like to fail, you really have to push it. You know, I, I don't really know many people who didn't, who failed, who didn't like, who showed up for the exam. So basically you had to like not show up for the exam. And even then, I feel like it's hard to fail because like they'll reach out to you, you know, like, hey, like what's going on here? 
so that was that was pretty tough. And oh yeah, and then of course there's uh, a DS, which is Dean Scholar. Uh, it's an H with an asterisk on it. Um, so my grades were were kind of middle of the road at Harvard. It was you know whatever, right? Um, does that matter? I, like when you apply for jobs, does it matter at all? It ends up not mattering a ton. Yeah, that's, uh, it, it that's why it's amazing. Yeah, significantly less than people think. Um, but I used to, what I would do to mess with like the hardos of law school uh, was convince people that I had a bunch of, of DSs because uh, they knew I wasn't taking it very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the running joke was that like I was in, I was in interviews with like a SCOTUS position, you know, like it was like no big deal. And I was like, I don't really know what the big deal is. Like they keep calling me like what? What's the big deal? That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. See, our, our school was like totally different because like you only got a good job if you had, if you were like top 20, top third of the class. And that was like, especially first semester, that, that was like so cutthroat. People would literally tell you, give you the wrong outline. Like it, it was pretty bad. God dang. Yeah. No, was, that, that, that did not happen. In fact, uh, at one point I had, I guess there was like a traveling professor uh, I had a friend who had the outline from another school, uh, and I just gave it to everyone in my section. <laughs> because, I mean, that's just kind of how it is at, at HLS. Everyone, everyone helps each other. I mean, there are a few people that were not that way, and, and like, you know, the Ted Cruz's, of course, they oh, were there in every yeah. class, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, the, for the most part, everyone was, was actually very helpful. Uh, and, you well, know, it's like, like you guys already made it. There's no reason to fight. You guys are already at, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the fucking casino buffet the or whatever. Like, me and Miguel are out on the street like, please, sir, can you <laughs> <laughs> scraps, please? Well, well the, the interesting thing is that, uh, you know, when you think back on the people who were like real hardos, like, you know, like a Ted Cruz kind of person, it's like, why were you doing that? You know, like, why were you being so intense and so mean? And have you guys heard the Ted Cruz story of when he stood up in his contact or contracts class on the first day? No, I'd love to hear it because I hate this the is, guy. This is, a, this is a true story that was substantiated by other people that were in the class with him. Um, so true as far as, as I know. So anonymous uh, sources, Sam? Anonymous sources. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He stood up in his, in his class, in his contracts class, and he said, I'm making a study group, and you can apply to be in my study group, but you have to be from, you know, like Harvard, Princeton, Yale, uh, and, and, you know, like an Ivy League school and none of like, you know, the lesser Ivies. I don't know what he was referring to as a lesser Ivy, um, <laughs> which is, you know, shocking because I thought lesser Ivy, obviously Yale, right? <laughs> that guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Got him, got him, got him. <laughs> that guy's just a piece of shit. Like, like the yeah. president when he was running for president literally shit on his wife and he never said anything. Like that was ever and weird. And his his father too. He said his dad killed Kennedy. Maybe, like what? <laughs> yeah, that was a weird thing. I, I mean, he's the. I'm from Texas. He's the senator from Texas. Uh, I, all I can say is that O'Rourke is is my hashtag my senator. I love him, forever. Uh, huge O'Rourke guy. I hope he runs again. Who is uh, how's the I just race? Say, like the the Go biggest. Ahead. Disgusting, like Ted Cruz thing. I never paid that much attention to him, but like in one of the debates, like a booger fell out of his nose onto like his upper oh, lip. There's like a video oh. of him, like <laughs> basically like licking the booger off his oh, upper yeah. lip. <laughs> no. A literal booger eating nerd. That's, oh that's god! Like I guess at that point, that is like the number five, close to like the worst thing you could have done in that scenario. Like you could have just wiped <laughs> it off. 
as like a regular person looking come on man that's the worst thing you could have done yeah i know but <laughs> it's I've, the worst way to get rid of it i've heard everybody hates him even people in his own party but um yeah. Going going on that thing about Harvard that you were talking about earlier, and to, and to see if you'll find this funny, I interviewed at Hogan Lovell's my first, it was the first semester, and I went in, I like interviewed, and then the person, I don't know why, I like the person next that I was interviewing next went to Harvard Law School, and I literally like found that out as I was leaving, and I was like, I'm just going to go fuck myself, because <laughs> like, I, I had no shot, so, so yeah, it was uh, tough. It's, it, it's not like that, I feel like a lot of people are actually pretty like, well, again, there are like the the tough, hardo kind of folks, you know. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like people are, are pretty normal. I was I was shocked at how normal people were, um, which made me feel okay being normal myself. You know, that was kind of nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's weird though, because at our school, I'd say only 50% of the people were normal. The other 50 were more just like, you know, not, I, I like couldn't have a conversation for more than 30 seconds with, um, like otherwise I'd want to kill myself. When when Sam inevitably um, gets like a Wikipedia entry as like famous Harvard alum, like I, 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 <laughs> we have to make sure it says like worked at a VC fund and then also um, was a moderator on uh, the the top Instagram legal humor account. <laughs> famous Harvard alum. <laughs> that would be that'd be an interesting entry. We'll see we'll see if it ever makes it that far. Um, Man, uh, what was it? My first year at HLS, I feel like that's when people were the most like kind of intense. But after that, I feel like it really leveled off. Everyone did, was. Did you watch the moment. paper chase before starting? I've never seen the paper chase. What? <laughs> I've never seen it. Asif, have you watched the paper chase? Yeah, I, I saw it way before I even thought of law school. But and you still decided to go, like man. Well, like everyone, including my parents, knew I was never going to be smart enough to go to Harvard. So, like that, that wasn't the thing. But I do get the feeling that, like, when you are in law school, like you end up like seeing or getting references to like the same movies over and over again. Like I feel like I saw clips from my cousin Vinny at least like every semester, right? You guys, no? That's just oh me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, Legally Blonde, obviously. Um... There's, what's your guys' favorite legal movie? I have like two that I like. I oh, The Lincoln movie. Lawyer, 100%. It's good, but I don't know if you've seen Fracture with Anthony Hopkins. I haven't seen it. Oh my God, it's way better than The Lincoln Lawyer. And I hope I'm saying it. I think it is. Yeah, Fracture. You got to watch Fracture, one of the best legal movies. It's Anthony Hopkins and uh, what's the guy from The Notebook? Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian Gosling. <laughs> You're trying to trick us into saying whether or not we watch The Notebook. <laughs> yeah, I see fell for it right away. <laughs> so, what was that famous scene from The Notebook, you know? <laughs> Quote it, quote it. If I'm a bird, you're a bird. <laughs> if I'm a bird, you're a bird. Oh my god. But yeah, no, you gotta watch Fracture. The the first the first time I actually was like forced to see the notebook, I actually fell asleep midway through. And then I woke up when uh the girl I was watching it with pushed me off the couch in anger. Then I just woke up in a daze to figure out whatever the hell was going on. But I don't, I don't have any legal movies that are my favorites. I, I can't even think of a legal movie off the top of my head. Wow. I actually haven't seen any. Like, I've never watched an episode of Law & Order from start to finish. What? I haven't seen any legal shows. I think I'm, like, the minority here. If anyone else is the same way, please uh, DM us. Because I haven't watched anything. I literally... So I, I think, I, like, I came into law school without, like, 
a visualization of how things should be. Like, honestly, I think I went to law school and I became a lawyer thanks to Dick Wolf because I watched everything, SVU, Law & Order, all the Law & Orders. Um, and then I, I Suits, I liked Suits a little bit, but then I realized that it was all bullshit. Like, they do litigation and transactional, like, they just intermingle it daily, which is ridiculous. Um, oh, oh yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a few episodes of Suits, uh, and I feel like they really... Oh my gosh, like that... The whole time, what's the whole premise of the show is that the guy's like not really yeah. an attorney, but he has like a photographic memory. Yeah, Mike, he like went to Harvard Law School for the first semester, got kicked out and arrested or something and then couldn't graduate. So he like, like fakes being a Harvard grad and has like, yeah, and he's like super smart. Well, he's clearly like not that smart because if you had a photographic memory, there are like a billion better ways to make money. That's true. Right. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you're clearly not, you know, you're smart, but you're not a genius for sure. <laughs> you could have easily done something else. That Do you watch been... Billions, Sam? No, I, I've Jesus. seen a few episodes. I know, I know. I'm not like a big TV watcher. That's, yeah, that's uh, a series. That, I, I, Steve, good. I think you'd like that too. Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot. I just, you know, before law school, I would actually watch TV and like movies but it literally just sucked all hobbies and entertainment out of me like even like before um you know I, I went to nebraska i was like the only yeah one of the only brown people in nebraska but nebraska football was a thing i would go to games and then afterwards like in law school it just turned into like casually having it in the background to like just checking the score on espn to like just not caring at all i Sorry, really? that was I, uh, that was my like yeah. I, I actually I feel like I was able to do a lot more. Uh, I think it was because I noticed pretty early on that like you know maybe this whole lawyer thing wasn't going to be what I wanted to do long term. Maybe even like medium term. So I started writing a lot. So I'm I'm actually so I'm from the border. I I'm a huge pro immigrant guy uh, because a lot of my friends, neighbors, classmates from that you know from high school were undocumented people. And, uh, and you know, I'm hugely sympathetic to their, to their plight and, and everything they do. So I started writing in defense of immigrants when I was in law school. When I was a 1L, I actually published my first op-ed with the Austin Statesman uh, in opposition to Senate Bill 4. And then I wrote like a, for like everybody, you know, the Boston Globe, the Washington Post, the New York Times. Uh, I was a contributor at Forbes, wrote a ton of, of immigration articles. Uh, I wrote a book my 1L year. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, I did, and it became a bestseller on Amazon. No and way! Then, Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. And then, I'm sorry, uh, Sam, you're you're too qualified for this position. <laughs> <laughs> what was the book then, on? Uh, the book was actually on upset elections uh, and how they happened. So I, I started off with the story of how so a was perfect for 2016, elected. right? Yes, yes, it was right after. Okay. Uh, I, I started off with how a goat was elected mayor in a town in, like legitimately elected mayor in a small West Texas town, which I think is an accurate representation of West Texas. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but yeah, so that, that's, I, I feel like I started writing a lot because I felt like that was my way out. You know, like that was, I, that was how I could, I could, differentiate myself and maybe steer myself into something that wasn't just at a law firm or whatever else. Uh, it happened to be on, on the strength of this writing that I, how I met, you know, my first connections to the VC world. Um, so it, it ended up being actually how, how I got away from the law firm life. That's awesome. 
But yeah, um, I did that a lot. I mean, throughout my entire law school career, I, I wrote a ton. I cannot say I wrote a book during law school. I was <laughs> mostly out with a thief doing dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually borderline illiterate. So just, uh, here we are. I can barely read. <laughs> I got to spell check his memes. <laughs> if, you I'm kidding, the, I'm kidding. if you use the wrong your one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> Dude. You're off the page. And you know you know what the worst part is? If you misspell or like improperly use any grammar, oh, we'll they're get ripped up. Oh, I get oh, ripped. God. Dude, you'll get 25 comments in like 30 seconds. No like <laughs> you won't get any likes, just comments. Just like crazy, but that's that's always my, my biggest fear when I'm like editing one of the captions. I'm like, if I miss a comma, someone's gonna rip me up. Yeah. In these in these comments. Exactly. Just uh, always gotta spell check it. So earlier we were talking about whether law schools should transition to an apprentice program for their 3L year, like something to give people more hands-on experience instead of just wasting their time with like electives that are basically just easy and fillers. And I saw that um, Drexel University, which is in Philadelphia, they have um, a co-op program for their students and um, it looks like it's a guaranteed placement for all students. Uh, they have to work a minimum of 20 up to 40 hours a week. And then they have co-op programs with law firms, uh, government agencies, courts, public interest law argument or law organizations. And then uh, the placements are usually aligned with whatever the student's area of interest is. And so basically I, it looks like it's going to be they're three all year. I'm not sure. I somebody from Drexel can chime in um, in DMS, but it looks like the last year is basically just like working, and uh, it's like a, a co-op opportunity. Do you guys think that would be like a more appropriate thing for law schools to transition to moving Definitely. forward? Definitely, 100%. If I had like started in litigation, knowing how to file a complaint or draft a complaint or draft, you know, discovery or whatever. I would have been so much better than having to attend a class on, I took like commercial, uh, commercial transactions, UCC. And like, I, I never used that where I, if I would have at least gotten some hands-on experience, I would have, you know, been so much better to start off. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I rarely used, I, I rarely used a lot of my law school classes on the bar and almost never used them in my everyday work. So, I mean, to learn how to do certain things would be huge. I mean, so I was on the transactional side, and I feel like that's where most people end up anyway. Uh, so I think that it's actually a pretty big disservice from law schools when when you go to the transactional side. You really don't know anything about what you're doing, uh, and you really have to start learning from scratch, which I think is super odd. Unless you took like some sort of clinic or a specific class, there's really no like formal way to figure out how you're doing in a transactional setting. And I think we're the only it. we're the only profession because if you go to med school, you got to do your residency and then you know you learn like your your hands-on. I think we're like the only profession where you're just like you don't learn anything practical and they're like here, have fun. <laughs> yeah. It's Does anybody actually say have fun? I don't, I don't know if that that part happens. Yeah, I think maybe, a lot. Maybe sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Sam's uh Sam's uh babysitter probably told him to go have fun first day. Oh yeah, he's like have fun. Here's a 800 page contract. 
<laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And it's probably, you know what the other thing is? Like most people that like graduate law school will end up practicing and they're having their own firm. Obviously not like top law schools or whatever, but most people will end up doing their own thing and they have no clue. Most of them aren't business majors, so they don't have any background on business. Then they have no clue what to do. So I think if if that's what the path you want to take, at least maybe like make some programs with a business school where they teach you how to run a business. I don't know. Things that are actually practical and helpful rather than like, you know, a class on whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, how about my, a class my... on interpersonal skills for all the tech cruises <laughs> out there? I mean, that would be that'd be a huge one. And we all know who it's for. Right. <laughs> like We all know why we're having this seminar right now. And it's not for <laughs> It's not for the guys who make memes. <laughs> Clearly not for them. All right, so uh, that's it for this episode. I want to thank everyone for listening, and um, we're going to be back with more. Uh, tune in next week.